for the ones standing guard, for the eagle-eyed, for the knights in shining armor, and for all those who support them. We are Granger, your experienced safety partner, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com slash safety, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Better Banking is opening your new first Commonwealth Bank personal checking account with our online account recommendation tool and being entered to win wireless earbuds. First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. Terms and conditions apply. Visit fcbanking.com for details. Oh my God. What the fuck? This is the most fucked up episode officially. Dracula. The very mention of the name brings to mind things so evil, so fantastic, so degrading. You wonder if it isn't all a dream, a nightmare. But no, this is no dream. This is Dracula. Welcome to Talk Murder Me. We got our special Halloween episode coming for you guys tonight on Halloween 2018. That rhymes. We only have one more year of rhyming Halloween with teen. So. What are we drinking? We're drinking blood and guts. So what is, it, what is this? It's like a very interesting consistency. Here. Yes. So it's made with raspberry and lemon jello and vodka and yeah. And um, grenadine and sparkling water. And it's not <laughs> very good, but it's it looks very good. strong. Maybe I put too much vodka in there. Ew. Definitely. Holy Fudge. Yeah, that's a lot of vodka. I only put one shot in there. No. No, Jen, this is like, this is a lot of vodka. No. How big was your shot glass? Like a regular size shot glass. Like that one. No. Well, it does not mix well. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah. I didn't stir it. Well, why not? Well, All the vodka is probably at the top. That's why. Yeah. You gotta stir it, Jen. Oh, let me go get something And to it's stir like it. hot. We're, it was supposed to be served immediately, but it's been sitting here for half an hour. Yeah, you can see all the bl- you can see all the red at the bottom. Look, Nicole, look. You see all the red at the bottom. That means all the vodka is sitting right on top. And seltzer water. Hey, well, it, I do see like uh, the the blood and guts part of it. it. It it's like coagulated blood. I'd like to also say that we have a bottle of original Coca Cola here and. They're going to thank me later. Why? Is it better now? So yeah. the drink's a lot better now that we stirred it. Yeah. I mean, it's still warm, but yeah. It didn't say to put ice cubes. It said to serve immediately. It's good. It would be better with ice, yeah. It's fine. We're good. Surprise shots. Woo! Surprise shots. Ah! Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. Dave, we always delay it. He does it on purpose to piss me off. And guess what? It works. This is the one thing I have. And you try to... And I'll put my stamp on it. And you don't care. You think it's funny. Yeah. Where's my shirt? So I got to choose the shot tonight because I I won the pumpkin carving contest. Yes. Nicole's pumpkin had the most votes. Thank you. Thank you. Even though I'm disappointed in you guys who have not voted for my cowbell pumpkin... Those of you is this know. cinnamon spice? No, it's Midori with something. All right, I guess no cheer, no cheers then. No, cheers. cheers. That's not bad. Is that Goschlager and Midori? No, you're close. 
Wait, that is bad. That is really <clears throat> gross. Goldschlager. Oh. There was a green tint to it. Holy shit. There was. That was awful, man. That was bad. That wasn't good. Oh, I liked it. It was my, my version of an numb. apple pie shot. Oh. It was sour apple. Oh. With oh. Goldschlager. Yum, I liked that. <clears throat> I did. I liked that very much. It was very fall. Came to me. So where are we going tonight for Halloween? I'm torn between two and only two. Well, you have to say them out loud. I am. I am. New Jersey and Ottawa, Canada. Nicole? Um, I'm also torn, but I'll at least share with you what I'm thinking. Just because you're torn, you can only give one I, well, guess. Well, I know, like, but I feel like because Jen kept on saying, I was going to say yeah, that. Every, anything we say, thing. she's going to be like, oh, I'll I, No, I that. only thought about those two, I, I swear. I feel like I have to uh, So I'm thinking it's somewhere in the in the Great Lakes area. Um, that's where I'm feeling tonight. So I'm going to go with ugh, Michigan. So what was your one guess, Jen? Out of the two, which one are you going with? Canada. Eastern or Western Canada? I, I, okay, to be fair, I said Ottawa, but I was thinking more Western, but I'm oh. sick. I'm sick with Ottawa because that was what I originally said. What year and a new thing tonight, how many murders? So I'm going to say, so I'm saying it's Michigan in 1987. And I'm going to say there were nine murders. 1974, three murders. I was very disappointed in the trick-or-treating tonight. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, I mean, last year was crazy. And I was so excited to have Halloween off because last year I didn't, get, I was I was at work. I didn't get to see the trick-or-treaters. And this year there were like maybe four. It's because all the kids are Netflixing and chilling. And the kids that came to the door didn't even say trick-or-treat. The yeah, last ones, little bastards. The last ones like, that I had. candy, I, I deserve it because I'm an American. The last two that I had were like. 11 or 12 years old one was dressed up in a black mask the other one was dressed as a slice of pizza and they just stood there at the door i was like what do you say and the kid was like like in that voice and i was like yo just go away been you like, don't even deserve some, candy some whoppers no you they're like maybe they're like you and they would have loved that the focus has been taken away from the meaning of the holiday and I'm not going to preach I'm just saying like and I love Christmas and I do love the commercial stuff like I love the trees and like I, it's like I for me I like the whole family atmosphere we're not talking about Christmas we're talking about Halloween and these kids need to learn how to say fucking trick or treat you know like you don't just show up at someone's door with a bag full, like a, a sack there like I'll open the door and be like what the fuck do you want like why are you standing at the front door do you need something? You know? Like, 
what do you want? And you just expect, like, like if it wasn't Halloween, it was like, I don't know, three weeks from now, and this kid showed up in an astronaut costume and stood there with a pillow sack, I'd be like, can I help you? Yes, but it is Halloween. Yeah, but that my point is, you need to fucking say trick or treat. Wait, hold on, that kid had a pillow sack? I used to trick or treat with pillow sack. No, what I'm you saying. Can't show up in an astronaut, astronaut, and they like escape from space camp. <laughs> and he's on the run. <laughs> the pillow sack says, "Help me!" Like, <laughs> and I'm like, "Here I am. I don't have any candy. Go away." <laughs> oh, that's dark. Come anyway, on. shoot. So, fans okay. out there, all you tacos, make sure that you tell your kids if you have any that they need to fucking say trick or treat. And if you don't have kids. Make sure you tell your trick-or-treaters to say trick-or-treat, because I am sick of this culture where they just expect us to hand them candy. Yeah. Next time, I'm just going to give out rocks. Jen, what do you think this story is about? I just said. Well, so, say it again. Someone gets stabbed and their, and their organs ripped out. So we're talking about Jack the Ripper? No, I'm talking about someone's blood and guts being strewn all over the place. Nicole, give Bl- me your guess. Blood was the hint, right? Blood. 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 I think it's a vampire story. Where Ooh. somebody interesting, where somebody is um, like an know. actual no. This is a no, nonfiction I, podcast. This is true. Yeah, crime. no, no. I think that there's someone who like is like weirdly obsessed with vampires and like is or is obsessed with like blood in some way. Like blood? he's using it in a weird way. I like, I don't know if he's blood. I don't know if he's drinking it. I don't know if he's like bathing in it. But he's doing something weird with like blood. Satanic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Possibly satanic. <sighs> But there's something weird going on with blood. Like. You guys yeah. have been giving really good guesses lately. I'll give you that. Thank you. We're getting more creative. We're getting increasingly darker. Mm-hmm. The world is a scary place. Oh, you know what that just reminded me of? The world is a vampire. Boom, 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 You know, there's this kid in my high school that we used to call vampire. I don't know that. What is that from? Santa Dragon Secret Desire. Okay, babe. I don't know that song. I don't know why. When I think you're not cultured. When I think of Smashing Pumpkins, I think of Sinead O'Connor and, and also the Cranberries, but I don't think of the band The Smashing Pumpkins. Well, that's too bad because the guy from Smashing Pumpkins is very talented. Let's get started, shall we? Yeah, we shall. All right, we're going to... Oh, man. What? Nothing. Tell me. should have guessed a different place. Oh, my God. Say it, Jen. Just say it. Jesus Christ. This is is why you always like, I thought of that because in your head you're like, oh, no, maybe it was that one. So by the time we get to it, you went through all 50 states and then you're like, oh, I was going to guess that. But in reality, you just went through this whole cycle. (laughs) (laughs) Because so far you guessed all of Canada, all of Mexico, and what was the other state? New New Jersey. Jersey. (laughs) Okay. Sorry, I just had to get that. I'm just saying. It's okay. So what's the other one, Jen? What's the other one? Atlanta. (laughs) Atlanta. I I don't think I like this drink very much anymore. I don't like your drink. All right, we're gonna have some fun tonight. All right, so we're starting a band. What? A band. After I graduate, my new my new venture is going to be learning how to play the drums. Oh, so this isn't you're just going to give this up or what? What's going on with that, Jen? Uh, no, I did not say that. Did I say that? 
January 23rd, 1978. Oh, so close. Yeah, whatever, Jen. What did I say? I said, I said 1974. Price oh, is right. Yeah, I did. Price is right rules wins. No, I don't I don't believe that. Okay, so we're going to Sacramento, California. Jen. Oh, it's also close. Because you were so going to guess that, too, Jen. No, I wasn't, but Mexico borders California. Yeah, but we're Sacramento. Right. And I won. This, this is Teresa. Teresa. That is Teresa Wallen. Talkmore.com. See all these pictures. You're going to want to see these pictures. Are we? Everyone but Jen's going to want to see these damn pictures. 22-year-old wife. Teresa Wallen is three months pregnant. Now, what, Jen? She's a serial killer. She's the killer? She's a pregnant serial killer. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay. I got really excited because we never had that before. That'd be weird. Yeah, I I wonder if that has ever happened before. Okay, so 22-year-old wife, newlywed, Teresa She's at home alone in a nice subdivision in Sacramento, California. This is 1978. Okay. So she's newly only a few months now. Her husband, David, isn't home. Now, during the day, she's a, like a housekeeper. She cooks and cleans the house and keeps it all tidy. And she usually doesn't ever lock the door because in this neighborhood, you don't really need to. We felt that way at one point in our neighborhood. Yes, we did. <laughs> yes. That was, that was terrifying. If I have to go back to that day with Barbara, like, I actually was terrified for a second. Oh, yeah. I was, too. I was like, who, wh- what the fuck is going on? The fact that she was dressed in all black, too, did not help, because I literally thought she was, just, like, a demon. Okay, it was January 23rd, 1978. According to a neighbor, Patricia Eastweek... And she lives in 2371 Tioga Way. Wayland, she lives just right down, like a couple of houses down. Teresa lives in 2360, so just a couple of houses down. Now, this is in the middle of the day. This is noon. She's looking out her window, and she sees this weird fellow in a bright orange rain jacket. Mm-hmm. And it's not even really that cold out, even though it's January. It's in California, Sacramento. It's really not that cold this time. And plus, in the middle of the day, the sun's right above the head. She sees this guy walking down the street of this suburb, like really weird, hastily walking. And then all of a sudden, he makes a deliberate left turn, goes across the street of Teresa's house, goes into her neighbor's yard, and walks on his porch. Now, Teresa's neighbor is also her brother-in-law. He comes out when he walks off. The this weird guy looks like a homeless guy, or like I mean, he looks like he hasn't eaten. He's hadn't taken a shower ever. All scraggly. He looks like he's on meth. The guy, the brother-in-law, comes out and he says, "He walked right across my porch." Pointing at that guy is walking down the street now, and then. Patricia's like, yeah, yeah, I saw that. And then, and then both of them, they just kept watching him, and he kind of vanished into the distance down the street. Okay, now, little did they know, 
he had he was on a mission. And his mission was in Teresa Whalen's house. Jen, what is wrong? Why are you making that face? I don't like this drink. They're both looking at him walk down the street. Now they're like, okay, that was weird. But they didn't really think anything of it. But they usually don't see a scraggly, deranged looking guy walk down the street. But, you know, it is California in the 70s. The guy did find his way into Teresa Whalen's house. And here's what happened. He walks, he veers right up to her door. And I'll show you the house. This is sounding oddly familiar. Yeah, <laughs> sounds just like Barbara, actually. Well, yeah. Instead of a scraggly old man, it was a... Dementia woman. De- woman, 85-year-old woman with dementia. So this is, and I'm showing on the pictures of Teresa Whalen's home. And I'm going to show on pictures of the whole encounter here in a second. So go to talkmurder.com. You, you definitely want to check out this story and see the pictures. Now... That van is hers. That's a blue van. I know the photo is black and white, but the blue van's there. So the mysterious guy walks straight up to the front door. Now he pulls out a twenty-two caliber semi-automatic pistol. Oh. Now Teresa's inside. She's cleaning the kitchen. And she just bagged up the trash because she's about to take the trash out. She's home alone. Remember, she's pregnant. She's about 12 weeks pregnant, and her newlywed husband is working. Now, they're, she is very, very happy in life. I, well, I want to point that 12 out. 12 weeks pregnant, that means that she got pregnant, like, if you said she was three months married, that no, means no, that No, I said she, she's a, she's like a few months married. I don't know, probably six months to oh, a year. I thought, you said, I thought you said three months. Yeah, really. I, I don't know, but maybe a year or two. Well, anyway, to be pregnant in your first year of marriage is like... It's both a blessing, but also very strenuous because you're, you're married to this person. It's like a brand new thing. Well, hopefully you're, you don't. It's not like a brand new relationship. I don't think that getting married like really should make anything different. No, no. But like if like we're talking back in the 70s. So traditionally back then, I mean, maybe back then it was just starting to change a little bit. But people didn't typically live together before marriage. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, you have this new person, like, it may not be a new relationship, but, like, you're starting to cohabitate, and then all of a sudden you're, like, just starting to get used to that, and then you have this baby on the way. I don't know. Just a thought. The guy walks up to the front door. He pulls out a twenty-two caliber semi-automatic pistol. He cocks it once, and a a round ejects, you know. You guys know how guns work or not? No, not really. Okay, so he cocks the gun, and then a a bullet flies out. Not shooting, but it ejects out the port, side port. So he picks it up, and he puts the bullet in her mailbox. They have the mailboxes that are on the front door. I guess that's how they used to do it. Oh, yeah, the ones that just open up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have those at my house. So he puts it in there, just kind of like threw it in there. He, and then... With his free hand, with his left hand, he puts his hand on the doorknob, and he twists it, and it's open. It's unlocked. Huh. Which is very important. Lock your fucking doors. Yeah. We have learned that lesson. New, and New house rule. <laughs> and keep your garage door closed at all yep. times, even if you're home. I do have to say, this drink is a little more enjoyable when you get to the jello at the bottom. It's kind of cool. All right. I can't wait to get there. <laughs> <laughs> he turns the handle. The door opens up. 
Teresa Whalen is walking out the door. She's probably five feet away from the front door, trash bag in hand, and she sees this meth head looking guy enter the home. Arbison? And then she sees him raise up a pistol. Now, I want to tell you about Teresa Whalen. She's a very happy, happily married person. Like she she is living her a life that she would never dream of. Yeah, She's she got has a great a, husband. A nice house. A nice house in the band. burbs. You know? And she's got a baby on the way. Her life, she's on cloud nine. But that all changed when she sees this guy's face. And then as he pulls his pistol up, she drops the trash bag. Garbage explodes on the floor everywhere. All That's over the floor. unfortunate. She's so mad. Yeah, because oh. she's just clean, too. So it was like the floors are nice and clean. Yeah. And oh. Garbage everywhere. He pissed. pulls up his pistol. You guys got any questions? No. No. I'm just shocked at how familiar this all sounds. Yeah. Except we didn't we wouldn't have it we didn't have any garbage in hand. No, but I was holding a knife and cutting Brussels sprouts. I then I grabbed a knife. Oh my god. It was literally an old lady. We didn't know <laughs> that at the time. Christ. I thought you that's guys are why freaking out because there's an old lady. I thought that's just and you were nowhere to be found. You had no idea. But as soon as I walked in there, I wasn't freaking out because there's just an old lady. Yeah, but but we didn't know that at the time because we I were in the either, kitchen. I didn't But then when I saw her, I was like, it's an old lady. And you guys were still freaking out. You guys had like knives and swords and all kinds of shit. <laughs> That's I was like, Jen, where'd incorrect. you get that katana at? That's incorrect. I was just asking her what, what we could help her with. I don't think you can help me with anything. <laughs> I should have went out and be like, Oh, Nicole's got this one. And <laughs> went back into the That's room. essentially <laughs> what you did. <laughs> no, yeah. Did yeah. That is. Her mood changed when she saw me. No, it didn't. Yeah, it did. I was no. like, what you want, bitch? No. You didn't, not, you didn't even you see Okay, this is what happened. I was in the kitchen. I, I had a knife in my hand. I thought he you said, knew her. This is John's day. He goes, what's going on? I said, this lady walked into our house. He goes, oh, that's weird. Is she okay? I said, I don't know. And then you turned around and walked back into the bedroom. I did not. Yes, yes you did. <laughs> yes, you did. Because it's an old lady. It's not like... But we didn't know that when we heard the noise and she came into the house. <sighs> just saying. You're all about protecting the house. And that was oh, just I, not yeah, a good... Well, and also the dogs. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they bar- that, was, that was the only like- reason why you came out was because the dog started barking. But they didn't attack her. Like, I'm because so it's an old lady with dementia. I why don't care. It's my... It's our house. It's our property. They should have attacked. And now we close the garage door. That's correct. <laughs> well, I just opened it. No, you didn't. Teresa puts her hands up. Simultaneously, the trash bag drops to the ground. Trash just explodes everywhere off the brand new floor. The floors were so clean, you could eat off these floors. Literally. You could eat off them because they're so sparkling clean. This house is tidy. That's she, a power of pine saw, baby. She ran a tight ship in this house. I'm telling you that right now. Trash goes everywhere. And without even a second, for she knew what was happening, the guy takes a shot. Oh, no. The first bullet goes through her hand, her left palm. She She's raising her hand up. It travels all the way through her arm to her elbow. Ooh. Ricochets off her elbow, goes up and nicks her in the neck. The magic bullet. The second shot, straight in her forehead. <gasps> like a second later, she's... She she falls to the ground. 
She's already dead. I did not know a bullet could do that. Ricochet? Yeah, of course. A bullet but like through a through... bone? You just expect it to go through no, it. No, no. B- bullets ricochet up bones. I didn't know that. Yes, they do. Absolutely. That's why it's so dangerous. If you hit someone like in the abdomen or something with the rib cage, it could ricochet and like tear up the heart and lungs. Yikes. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, especially if you use hollow points. Hollow points, hollow points literally have no point, so they expand. And then the shrapnel just like tears up your. Insides. So I have a question. So if, like for terrible. home security, you won't hollow points, but you can't get them because they're illegal. I have a question. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, get to get, the black market and get you yourself get, your hollow points. You can also get it to you by gun, Talk Murder to me, like in uh, Jumanji. Remember, yeah, the elephant gun. No, I don't remember that movie. <laughs> Jumanji was a great movie. Um. I mean, I remember parts of it, but I don't remember the whole thing. I have a question, though. So, going back, is the magic bullet theory then possible? Magic bullet? What are you talking about? With JFK? What? What? You, uh, the magic bullet. What magic bullet? The bullet that went through JFK's head and then hit the governor in the front seat. Yeah. Bullets, you, bullets will always try to find an exit. Out of the body, but usually they just, if they hit a bone, they're going to ricochet. Because it's like physics and shit, which I can't explain. But like the force of it. But they can break a bone, but they, but they ricochet off of them? Yes, they will ricochet. Weird. All the time. That happens all the time. Anyway, all right, so. Learn something new every day. Well, I don't know now, much about guns. So luckily, bullets. luckily for Teresa, and I say luckily, she'll see in a second. But she was dead after that second shot. She collapsed on the floor, and just to make sure she was dead, the murderer goes up right to her, puts a smoking, this barrel that's still smoking, smoke's coming out of it, put it right to her temple. <gasps> Shoots her right in the temple. So she's dead. That's rude. Yeah. Garbage everywhere. He wanted to make sure she was dead, kind of like um, that girl from uh, the other episode we just released. She shot him six times in the face. I'm bulletproof, nothing to lose. Fire away, fire away. Ricochet, take your aim. Fire away, fire away. Wait, let me show you what the... Da, 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 da. I am titanium. Right? Is that how it goes? Yeah. Yeah. I knew I was thinking of a song. Okay, I'm going to show you guys. This is part of the murder scene. Just Ooh. with that's his actual um, footprint. Ooh, a pencil. Yeah, and some other assorted items. Okay, so here's what happened. She hits the ground. He mm-hmm. finishes her off. Mm-hmm. Now this guy's name, which I'm going to go ahead and tell you, is Richard Trenton Chase. That's his name. There's your connection with New Jersey. Whoa. No, that doesn't count though. <laughs> No, it fucking does. Dude, there's a Trenton in okay, South Carolina, too. All right, well, so what? I have a connection to South Carolina, too. You gotta say. God. That's pretty oh, cool. Oh, you know, also, his name is Chase, and they were chasing him, so that's, you know. Which happens in anyway. Minnesota or Michigan, whatever. <laughs> no, it definitely does not happen in you Michigan. You know what? I was joking. Just let me have my moment, okay? You don't get your moment, Jen. Not tonight. I'm just kidding. You get your moment. No, nope. not right now. No, I don't want it anymore. Okay, guys. I mean, what right. I do want is mac and cheese. Yeah, you're gonna love mac and cheese after I tell you what he did. Okay, 
She hits the ground. He finishes her off. There's blood everywhere. And this is sparkling clean floor. He takes her by the shoulders and starts dragging her slowly all the way down the hall. Blood streaking all the way down the hall on that new porcelain shining floor or whatever. That Mr. Clean power of, what'd you say? Power of pine saw. Power of pine saw floor is all blood streaked. And then he pulls her up on the bed on the her and her husband's newly married wedding bed. And then he leaves her. Leaves her just like that. And he goes back into the kitchen because he's got a long day ahead of him. He starts rummaging through that trash. That's the sound of him rummaging through the trash. We had a trash bag in here earlier, but you took it out. He rummages through the trash and he picks up an empty yogurt container. It's like, uh, you know, one of them. Yoplait. Yeah, I was thinking Yoplait, yeah. Or maybe kind of a bigger one, like one of the Greekos. No, the Greek Oikos? one. Oikos? Oikos, yeah, Oikos. That stuff's good. But the, the one with oh, the... Oh, that's good too. I haven't seen it. The one with the, the, like the... The flip? No, not the flip, but the lid that you tear off. Chobani? Like all Chobani. yogurts. Well, yeah, like all yogurts, I guess. But the lid was off. Uh-huh. So it was like an empty container. Yeah. It probably has some little yogurt in there still. But it was in the trash. Right. He rummaged around the trash, and he's like, ah, oh, sweet. He picks up this yogurt container. Now he goes back to the bedroom because Teresa's is still in there. She's dead. She's a corpse now. Now the corpse bride. Okay, so now Richard Chase takes a knife and he starts stabbing the dead corpse over and over and over and over again repeatedly, and he also has sex with the corpse before or after he stabbed it. During, like, while he's doing it, like, oh, while he's okay. doing it, just, okay. he's, like, got that momentum, pacha, 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 all over her body. He thanks, takes thanks that Thanks for your own movements to coordinate. Appreciate it. Sorry. I'm trying to, like, not get choked up. But he takes that knife. He just had sex with a dead corpse. He takes the knife, and he he cuts off her left nipple. And puts her over the yogurt cup, and blood starts seeping out of her left nipple, and then he drinks it. Oh, my God! (laughs) That's funny, because I said we don't have any nipples when you were talking about nips, remember? Oh, yeah. And I was right. Boom! You guys, you guys are so desensitized. <laughs> I'm literally showing. I'm showing them a but a look, dead the blood corpse. and guts are open all over the place too. So I was right too. And they're high fiving, and there's a mutilated corpse like, on the TV yeah. screen. Yeah, yeah. He cut off her left nipple. He Gross. he takes his hands and he squeezes it to oh, get all no. the blood. It's like a little hose, like the the yeah. blood squirting out of the open severed nipple into this yogurt cup he deliberately got the yogurt cup he fills up this yogurt cup and he drinks it drinks it guys if you're just tuning in we're talking about richard trenton chase otherwise known as the vampire of sacramento and also known as the killer dracula (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. High five. Nailed it. 
Let me get this woman's corpse off the screen. Yeah. yeah Go she, to talkmart.com. She is completely naked, yeah. Guys, I feel bad for, like, I just, like... Uh, Jen's holding her nipples. That, that, yeah, it hurts yeah, just thinking about thinking it. Thinking about it. But, damn, it feels good to be right. This is my second win. Guys, if you... Uh, listener distress listener dis- listener, discretion listener discretion advised suggested listener discretion i don't know whatever guys if you want to see the brutal photos <laughs> yeah it was like pretty bad. seriously gory photos like some richard cottingham if you guys went to the blog and saw the richard cottingham photos if you want to see photos like that of the victims Go to talkmar.com. You can see them, but they ain't suitable for work. I tell you that right now. Yeah. Probably nothing okay. on our podcast is suitable NSFW. for work. NSFW. <laughs> All right. So who the hell is this Richard Trenton Chase? And why did he just cut off some woman's nipple? And drink the blood. Now, I do want to say, think about the husband coming home. Oh, no. The husband comes home. Honey. Honey, I'm home. Honey. Where's my dinner? <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> he walks Baby in. Baby, I'm hungry. <laughs> What's for sups? David. Dins. Dins. What's for dins? David Wallen walks into his house. Long day of work. He's been working. Now he's got, he's coming home to his wife and his almost, remember, she's pregnant. Oh no! Oh yeah. So he's coming. Uh, home I feel bad about high fiving now. Lovely, yeah, Nicole. For the record, <laughs> high fived over that. Everyone at the table, <laughs> victory lap. I guessed it right. David, <laughs> nothing else matters. David Wallen comes home to his nice suburban home in 1978, January 23rd, thinking, you know what? I work hard, but I don't care because I'm I've got the life. You know, I mean, I don't have the best, right? I mean, I don't live in a mansion. I don't drive a nice car. I mean, there's they drive a van. Living in a van down by the river. But he comes home and he's like, you know what? I love my life. My wife, she loves me to death. And you know what? The house is already always clean. And there is dinner on the table every night I get home. Now, I'm not saying that's what women should be like, but that's what his woman was like. And she was also very pretty. Now, who is this Richard? Do you guys want me to tell you who this guy is? Please. Who the hell is this guy? Enlighten us. Yeah. The, the Dracula of Sacramento. And how the hell do you get a name like Dracula? <clears throat> well, he was drinking her now, blood. I want to suck your blood. He already had that name. And this is his second murder. Oh. Uh-huh. So he uh-huh. got branded pretty quick. Now. I'm sorry to interrupt, but how did they know that he was drinking their blood before? Did, they, did he leave his yogurt cup filled with the blood? The body... This body also, as well as the future ones, were completely drained of blood, which is not normal in a homicide case. Even with people like Richard Cottingham and stuff like that, there's still blood in the body. So that's like six pints of blood. This guy drained the blood and would drink it. He was a vamp. He was a vampire. I meant he's a vampire. This is a vampire episode. We are talking about vampires. Hey, I do want to point out. I can't believe I was right. I do. Yeah, it's a blood. Jen, the hint was blood. I do want to point out to our audience that I'm reading. If you haven't read Dracula, the actual book, not seen the movie. Oh, yeah, you told me about that. Get on Amazon Kindle Unlimited. Read that shit and you will not be able to go to sleep. That book is freaking scary as hell, man. I won't read that. Holy shit. I was creeped out. 
when I when I was reading that. I kind of want to read it, but Holy I don't. Holy shit. I don't think it's I Scary could. as fuck. May 23rd, 1950 is when he was born. Now, I've read a few accounts. It's fun but, putting the jello through your teeth. Yeah. Yeah, I like the jello. I want the jello. By all accounts, mm. he lived a pretty normal childhood. Um, besides the fact in this era, so this is during the 50s, parents were more strict. They were more disciplinarian. Uh-huh. You would spank your kids. You spank your kids. Now you're going to get that t- kid taken away. I'm just kidding. I mean, I I believe in, I don't know. I didn't mean that to say don't spank your kids. I'm just saying in today's day. You parent day, how you want to parent as yeah. long as you're not abusing your children. Yeah. You, you take a freaking clothesline and you beat the okay, shit out no, of that little snot. No. Nope, no, no. We All right. So back in the fifties, they, they would be a lot harsher, you know, than today. I'd imagine. I don't have. Kids. Yeah, back in the fifties, like you could get, you could get the paddle at school. Yeah, like the nuns. Oh shit. yeah. So that's what he got, but. By all there accounts, was this one nun at our school who would, um, she actually like would throw erasers at us at students, and I, she got in really big trouble because, like, <laughs> that was at a time where you shouldn't be throwing and like hitting your. Students. I had a nun once. Her name was Sister Sue, and she made us cut our grapes in half when we were in kindergarten so we wouldn't choke on them. Sister Rita, you were a bitch. My eighth grade class were really close with with our eighth grade teacher um dr butler and he like actually when my eighth grade class graduated from school he left and he went to he teach at the high school that most of us went that oh, went to. Cool. And he's still there now he was like the best teacher ever um so mr butler if you're listening that's cool if not i understand anyway so we are talking about like mutilated corpses <laughs> and empires and well like that. yeah and um anyway so um we had this teacher um, so we would like switch classes, you know, between the sixth, seventh and eighth grade and seventh grade teacher was new our eighth grade year. And we were really close with our seventh grade teacher. And it was a whole big controversy why she left the school because she baptized her kid. Um, and like the, like it wasn't, she didn't have the kid baptized in the Catholic church. It was like, or something like that. Her husband wasn't Catholic. She was Catholic. And it was just like this whole big like to do. That, that was a big to do. Yeah, it was. A, it was a big to do. And it was like, like they literally had like news crews at the school and people like people's parents got like, like wow. interviewed. It was a whole people big. People have nothing else to do. Otherwise. Yeah, it was a whole big to do. And looking back, it's really unfortunate that that happened. Like, because, you know, like she was an awesome teacher and it's sad that, that she, you know, couldn't come back in eighth grade on april fool's day this new seventh grade teacher she was awful she was like the worst so we we were he my my eighth grade teacher he called he called her into his classroom to like to like ask her a question and while he called her into the room and he was in on this we all left the classroom and we hid in the library oh my god That's terrible. She freaked out. She was crying because she thought that the whole class, like, she thought she lost the whole class. That's embarrassing. (laughs) It was awesome. Poor thing. Yeah. Like, I feel bad about this now. Yeah, I don't. She was awful. Mm, But I I do give props to Dr. Butler because he was, like, in on it. It was funny. That's cool when you have teachers that are cool like that. Yeah, he was the best. I I found this comment on uh, another post. This is... What is this, from Facebook? No, it's not from Facebook. It's from some other post. It's somewhere. Um, 
I can remember that day. I lived two doors down from Teresa and David. I was home that day and remember that it was a nice day and I had left my doors unlocked as well. I also remember the dog next door barking nonstop, but I had no idea what was going on. The police brought a handcuffed David to our house to use the bathroom and could see how devastated he was. Such a sad day. Okay, so they actually handcuffed the husband because it was so gruesome they didn't even know if he did it or not. It's always the husband. Because when David walks in, he claims he sees some oil on the carpet. Now, number one, the first thing he saw was hmm. that garbage. And he knew that the house, so he knew something was wrong. The house is usually spotless. There's garbage, but maybe she's, I don't know, you know, had the shits or something. Babe. <laughs> See, that made you smile. <laughs> so David comes home and he sees the trash everywhere. And then he, he starts getting worried. And then he sees all these spots on the floor. Remember, there's blood streaks. And he's like, what is this, oil? And oh, he thought like, got it. You know, as blood gets darker when oh, it dries, yeah, it yeah. looks like oil. He's like, what is this, oil everywhere? Like motor oil? Yeah. And then he saw the streaks going into the bedroom. Now he saw his, they have a golden retriever that was just standing there, like, what, like, shocked. At least he didn't kill the dog. He didn't kill the dog. But he, when he goes into the bedroom, he sees his wife and his future baby. In that position, the detectives, they got there, tried to calm him down. At the end of the day, Teresa Whalen not only had her blood drained, but her organs were sp- splayed out. I was right, too! Wow. There's a high five again. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. For a second, hang on. Okay, I'll let you finish Wait, what, what just happened. One the organs were out of the body. I'm going to let you finish. And it looked like he actually tried to put him back in. Oh. And also they noticed dog feces shoved down her throat. Oh. That was so far down her throat that they they didn't even notice at first. That's that's too far. And that was the dog feces of the dog, the golden retriever. Okay, now I'm done. What golden retriever? They they had a golden retriever. That's too far. First, you I thought, should... I thought you were about to say something really fucked up about the fetus, and I was like, "Whoa, yeah, whoa, there." It would no, it wouldn't. I don't know. Well, I mean, at twelve weeks, I mean, he stabbed the fetus definitely. At, and it, at, that, the, the, he cut it out basically. At twelve weeks, the fetus would be so small that you still see it though. You could still see it, but it's not like it was um like it wasn't a, like the size that he, that they would come out. She was like that's like first trimester. Like the size of an apple or something. Yeah, maybe a walnut. Bigger than that at three. Yeah, months. Ap- I think yeah. it's three months. Yeah, sorry, I have my timeline all messed up. Maybe an avocado. So, who is this guy? Now, by all accounts, you know he was a pretty normal guy. Um, besides some of the family drama that was going on, but in the fifties, there was a lot of dysfunctional families. Everyone had money issues. There was always domestic issues going on so there was domestic issues in the house and a couple reports i read said that his mother beatrice what did have some mental issues and i I do think that was the case keep that in mind so the mother did have mental issues and a lot of the neighborhood knew about it she was quick to you know snap and stuff kind of like um robert garrow's mother almost from Robert Guerra's Big Mountain Adventure episode. Mm-hmm. 
I'm sorry. Whose yeah. mother are we talking about? Chase or Chase, David? Richard Chase. Okay, Richard got it. Chase, yeah. the vampire Sacramento. So yeah, he yeah. killed within his own neighborhood. No. Oh. oh. No, in neighborhood, not like his own subdivision. I, I thought that was what you were saying. No. Yeah, I, that's what I thought. That's why I got confused. No, no, this is when he was young. Oh. Yeah, no, so he's in high school. Well, growing up in the house, like there were some problems and stuff, but it wasn't like Robert Garrow where he was getting cinder blocks thrown at his head. Yeah. Right. Maybe this it was guy, more of a mental abuse type thing. This guy, uh, he graduated the Mira Loma High School, and he actually graduated top of his class, honor student. Hmm. Now... And track athlete, a very competitive track athlete. And by all accounts, he was normal. Did I tell you guys that my that I still hold the record for the longest discus throw at my high school? Yes. Yeah, you tell us. That's that. impressive. That, cool? that is impressive. Thanks to my friend who sexed me that to tell me. So people at Jen's high school right now, step up your game so you can break that record. I mean, someone's got to break it eventually, Jen. I mean, I've held it for 10 years now. Don't you want to give it to somebody? No. No, she wants to be a legend. I'm already a legend, Nicole. By all accounts, he was a good student. Now, there is one thing I do want to point out different for Richard Chase that may have played into it. Jen, you can elaborate this since you're the psychology buff. Um, He did experience something so awful, so tragic, that I don't want any man to have to go through ever. Even at a young age, he had the the worst thing ever. He was castrated? Erectile dysfunction. <laughs> <laughs> and I see all the, the men, the, all the guys listening to this podcast like, cringe, like, no, not me. Never. I drink my vitamins. <laughs> just get is a Cialis prescription. Does that just mean you can't get it up? Yeah. And like, keep it up? Yeah. What? Explain, Nicole, will you please explain how an erection works? It's vital to the story. Um, um, a, a penis gets hard and goes up. Why does it get hard? Because there's blood flow to the penis. Blood flow! Oh, so he was drinking yeah. other people's blood so that he can get hard. Jen! Yeah, Jen, well, I'm not saying that's the reason, but that that's may bad. have been a catalyst, Jen. Keep that in mind. Because... Richard Chase, just like every man, knows that to get that little wiener up, there's blood that's got to go into the wiener, and then it gets erect. And if, if and he had actually two sexual experiences in high school, both where he couldn't get an erection. Like an American pie. And he noticed that there's no blood going to his, yeah. his ding-dong, and that may have been a catalyst for him drinking blood in the future. Were his experiences with women? They were awful because they, they, they dumped were, them. But as they soon were as, with women, though. Yeah, with women. Now, he was he was straight. He was always straight. But okay. just clarifying. Now, that was very hard on him. Now, this guy isn't a bad looking dude. So he could get women. Can but those two experiences, they dumped them because, I mean, you can't get it up. And, you know, girls got needs, too. I wouldn't dump somebody for that. Yeah, you would. I mean, it, like, he, how many times did they attempt this? You and know? back then they didn't have like okay this, Viagra. This or is this Cialis is him. or whatever him. that natural alternative to Viagra that they were advertising on that van was. This is him in he high school. He looks like Jack McBriar, the guy from Thirty Rock. He's pretty good looking, right? I mean, yeah, decent. he's decent looking, right? The guy from Forgetting Sarah Marshall who doesn't know how to have sex. 
It's the same actor, but no. you're in a different movie. What? That is not a little like anything yeah, like does. the guy. From- yes, it does. Forget he said the guy who doesn't know how to have sex and he's like struggling to have sex with his wife. Who? The va- the guy the the main character? No. No. Oh yeah, 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 yeah he does. It's the same yeah. actor, just a different movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He the, does. Okay. The, the, he yeah, plays. Yeah. He plays either the like ginger. a sexually yeah, confused he's got guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But in Thirty Rock, he's not. Yeah. In high school, now he was track star. I mean, but those two experiences. I mean, if you were sixteen and a girl's like, "I'm dumping you because you can't get that ding dong up," you know, what I'm saying like that's pretty traumatizing. Now, around this time, he started experimenting with drugs. A lot of kids did. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is 70s. No, 60s. So he started experimenting with marijuana. 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 LSD. Narcotics and alcohol. And as you'll see, that became into an ever more... Problem. Problem. Like he was, a, he became obsessed with drugs. Like I especially won- LSD and stuff. I wonder what it's like to be on LSD, but I'm too afraid to try it, and I don't want to try it because it's like. But I, I wonder what it's like. I've, i the only thing I've done that's really weird is uh, spice, which was like LSD. It was literally like the worst thing I've ever done. Yeah, it's it sounds scary, but I like. I'm interested what, because I have, like, really weird dreams and shit anyway, so I wonder what my trips would be like, but I don't want to know at the same time. If there was, like, an augmented reality version of tripping where I didn't actually have to do the drugs, I probably would do that. Yeah, I'd do that. Just to see what it was like. Yeah. Now, I want to say there was another sign of things to come. And I want to shout out one of our first fans, Patreon supporter. And I want to say, Julie, please earmuffs. Because Uh-oh. at the age of 10, he started killing cats. <gasps> oh, that's a sign of being a serial killer. That is a sign of being a serial killer. Yep. Yes. Yep. Torturing animals, um, fire, and I think pathological lying. As I said, the drugs would become an ever-increasing problem. And in fact, when he finally moved out of his parents' house, he moved in with a couple friends. He mm-hmm. was 18. They were in an apartment. I mean, think about it. A bunch of guys are in an apartment. Yeah, we're going to chase girls, right? Except right? he can't get it up. So, Except uh... he can't get his ding-dong to ding-dong. The roommates notice very quickly... That Chase, I mean, not only could he not hold a job, but his drug use, and I'm not talking about just smoking some weed, riding a magic dragon, getting high on cloud nine, but he was doing LSD and all kinds of weird stuff. And, And it was so, I mean, he would just leave messes and he would always be just out of his mind and he was creepy. So they came up and they gave him, they were like, you got to stop. And he didn't. So eventually they're like, you got to go. Get the hell out of here. Move out. And Richard Trenton Chase said, no, I ain't moving. I ain't moving nowhere. Richard Chase said, no, I ain't going anywhere. Well, he's probably too high to say anything. So he didn't move out. So they packed their shit up and they moved out, leaving 
Richard Chase in an apartment by himself alone with his ever-increasing mental illnesses. His friends moved out. Now a bunch of small animals, little cute bunnies. Julie earmuffs, little cats, little meow, meow, dogs. All these small animals start going missing from the neighborhood. Richard Chase is stealing them, taking them, taking them, taking them, taking them back to his lair, his apartment. Oh, no. And you know what he's doing with them? Drinking their blood. What do you think? Well, killing them, for sure. Hoarding the dead bodies. Do you guys know what a hypochondriac is? Mm-hmm. All right, explain what a hypochondriac is. A hypochondriac, hypochondriac is someone who thinks that they have, um, like, an illness. Like, they begin to believe that they, like, they have all these symptoms, and they begin to believe that they are actually experiencing different types of illnesses. Yeah. Like, if I have a sneeze, and I'm like, oh, I must have the flu. Or, like... Um, like when that whole, um, Ebola thing is going on you start to get like bruises and you're like, oh shit, I must have Ebola. And like, you just, you believe that you have all these illnesses. Yeah. So, that is the non-intellectual version of hypochondria. Well, that's, no, it's basically right. So he believed that his heart was shrinking. Like the Grinch? Yeah. Oh, the Grinch, his heart there's three sizes too small, and then it grew. Okay, so... But it still shrunk. All these animals, small animals, start disappearing from the neighborhood. Richard Chase would go and get all these animals, and then he'd bring them back to his apartment, and what he would do to cure his shrinking heart is he would put them all in a little blender, like that little ninja <sighs> we got in there, and he'd blend them up. Holy fuck. You know, try to get that bone matter to... The blender's having trouble getting their bone. They don't have a ninja back in the 70s. I will never look at the blenders that we use in here or when you guys are doing coffee grinders or anything. They don't, have a, they don't have a ninja or a neutral bullet. You know, he has a regular blender, but it's trying to get all through the bones, the rabbits and the dogs. And finally, it gets so smooth to drink. Oh, my goodness. And it's so just... Slush, just nice to the tongue. Just oh, it put some ice in it, oh, and no, a bunch of animal guts and organs and and butts and all kinds of shit. And you just drink it down. Goop goop goop. Now you don't want to just drink that by itself. No, you got to put some Coca Cola into it. So oh. what Richard Chase would do is he would take some Coca Cola, fresh, refreshing Coca Cola. He pours some into the blender of the blended up rabbits and the blended up dogs and cats from his neighbors that they've been putting up missing posters. He would at least for. skin them, and he first, would drink right? it. Mm. You should just put that in the rest of your drink and drink. And it. it would go down so smooth. That was his blood and guts concoction, and he didn't drink that because he was. So I, I read this story about these kids that were like, oh, yeah, we're going to sacrifice animals. And I was going to do that for Halloween. And it's like, man, you guys are posers. Yeah, yeah, we worship Satan. Let's sacrifice animals. No, Richard Chase did it because he was a he was out of his fucking mind. Way out. He thought the only way I can cure my heart from shrinking is to take blended up rabbits and blended up 
cats and dogs, Julie Earmuffs, put some Coca-Cola, some nice, refreshing Coca-Cola in there, and drink it down every day, once a day. So this didn't have to do with his impotence, it had to do with his shrinking heart. Now serving F-27 at DMV window number 16. Okay, Rose, we're second in line. Perfect, Rose. You remembered the birth certificate? Yes, and we have our electric bill. Excellent. We'll be Real ID ready in no time. Real ID ready to visit our grandson, Ricky, at Fort Bragg. Then fly to New Orleans for Jazz Fest. Pardon me, are you talking to yourself? (laughs) I'm sorry. I guess I am. Talk yourself into Real ID readiness by May 3rd, 2023. Make a plan at dhs.gov slash Real ID. At First Commonwealth Bank, we know better banking begins with better ways to do the things you need to do. That's why we've made it easy to open a new First Commonwealth checking account with our simple-to-use mobile account opening. Now, the same device you use to talk, text, snap, share, schedule, email, navigate, and watch can help you open a great checking account, too. Visit fcbanking.com from any device and upgrade your digital banking to better with mobile account opening. First Commonwealth Bank. Member FDIC. I'm going to give it away. Richard had some mental issues. We've never covered a serial killer thus far that has as many mental issues as this guy has. Very bad mental issues. In fact, at one point, and there's a couple of times where his mother and father would visit him and see some very shocking things. When he moved back in, he finally moved back into his, with his mother after he ran out of money. And, he quickly thought that his mother was trying to poison him. One day his mom came back and she opened the door and startled Richard. He took the family cat and ripped it up right apart in front of her. Ripped the cat up, the legs right off the cat. The legs came off the cat. He must have been very strong. He just ripped it up like a fiend, like a drugged out fiend, ripped it up, cut it up, and then rubbed it all over himself in front of his mom's like, no, mom, look at me. uh." His mom didn't report it. That's what the kind of guy you're talking about right now. That's Richard Chase. (laughs) What's wrong, Jen? Jen, what? (laughs) Okay. Now. I told you he moved back in with his mom. He, his mom loved him. She was probably, I, I would say that she had mental issues. I saw a couple reports where she did. And she's probably abusive. Now his mom decided, okay, this isn't working with you staying here because you think I'm trying to poison you. So I'm going to move you back into an apartment. And since you can't keep a job because you're going around and blending up bunnies... I'm going to pay for it every month. I'm going to pay for you to live in an apartment, right? Oh, well. So, now, soon after that, he starts going to the hospital a lot. His mom would take him for a variety of reasons. One, he would go to the emergency room, which the bills, you know, even back then were pretty high, especially if you're going for stuff like, when you visit the emergency room because your stomach is upside down. It's upside down in your body. Your heart's shrinking. Are my favorite. Well, he was a hypochondriac, so any of these. Someone you know. stole my pulmonary artery. What? 
And now my heart will not will not beat anymore because obviously you don't have a pulmonary artery. I mean, like the main artery that pumps. See, but I feel like that's different than hypochondria, hypochondrian, like hypochondriacism. Like that's delusion. Like you don't. Someone doesn't just steal your pulmonary artery. <laughs> you don't just walk into the hospital like hmm, someone stole my pulmonary artery. Like you would literally have to be like bleeding, like have your chest open. They stole Richards. The doctors, they were in shock. But he's delusional. It's different than being a hypochondriac. Well, he's mentally ill. Well, yes, but he's suffering from delusions of grandeur. I mean, what's he going to do? Someone's stealing his pulmonary artery, and I mean, the fucking doctors, they can't fix him. So he's got to take matters into his own hands. He gets frustrated with the medical care because they keep discharging him. Um, sir, I I don't know how to tell you this, but you 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 still have your pulmonary artery. That's like in like Scrubs. They had this patient that would come in and he was a hypochondriac. Um, and he would keep thinking that things were wrong with him. And then in one episode, the, they kind of just like they they kind of put him aside like they were like no he's just having another episode but there was something that was actually wrong with him he ended up having like some type of cancer or something it's the guy the guy with the black hair yeah chase i'm reading this from an actual um psychology report about chase so he had bedwetting until what age until his eighth birthday he also became passionate about lighting matches oh Arson, arsenic, yep. and then no arsenic um, is different. He was arsenic. killing arson, killing small animals, and bedwetting. The three phenomena; these three things together create the McDonald Triad. I thought it was, and they're an early sign of serial was, killers. I thought it was pathological lying. No, it's bedwetting, killing small animals, and arson. This is right here. Oh, uh, the McDonald okay. Triad. Yeah. Is there a tie between the bedwetting and the impotence? I think the impetus is important. That is literally every guy's worst nightmare. But you don't think about that as a horny teenager. If you see a bun in a hot dog, you you think about sex. I mean, you're a horny teenager. See? Men do think about sex yeah. every seven <laughs> seconds. Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> it's like super bad where everything's a penis. <laughs> Oh my god. Everything looks like a penis. Do you know how many things look like a penis? I don't understand. Like, I don't know. Maybe, like, huh. But I'm trying to say, when you're a teenager, the last damn thing you're thinking about as a guy, and I can talk for all guys. It's trying to get it up. It just gets up. Yeah. It gets up when you're like, don't want it to. You're in science class, and then the teacher's like, John, will you stand up and explain the the theory of whatever combustion or whatever the fuck? And you got a raging boner, and then you don't even want to stand up. I was just talking from experience. <laughs> You're like trying to think this about is a personal experience. baseball and everything like, else. I don't understand. You and then you, and then you're like, oh my god, baseball, first base, second base, third yeah. base. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> then you then it gets even worse. So you get like you for, get erections all the time. Like, is what I'm trying to say. I just I don't know. Like I feel like. Well, I'm only speaking from personal experience, like, but I feel like women, we don't think about that. No, it's totally. No, in high school, no, in, in high school and junior high and middle school, like, once you start getting erections, like, they come all the time. 
Like, even if you're just like zoning out, it's like, fuck, I got an erection. And the teacher calls you to stand up and come in front of the class. Like, you could literally be thinking about nothing and just have like a fucking boner. Yeah, because it's like your hormones are going wild when you're that young. So that's what I'm saying. To have erectile dysfunction at that early age is awful. And I know it's mostly female. I mean, he made it, you he just made, made it sound a, like it was really unfortunate to just have a raging boner. So maybe well, yeah, it's fortunate for him to not dude, get that would stuff. I totally but, rather have raging, uh, unexpected boners it, in front of the class and have ED. Yeah, but like, like, how do you know? deal with it in class? But would you, you just tuck it in behind your shorts or something? But would you know at that young of an age that there was an issue? You know, Wait, yeah, but he, yeah, you would if because there was everyone, an issue because everyone because else you're like having an issue. you're you know getting all hot and sweaty and nothing's happening, and, nothing physical is happening. Yeah, so you're or it like happens for like a second and it's like yeah, you're on a like first a, date like with some hussy, you know, and you're like behind the movie theater. Do and, not <laughs> talk about your experience. I'm not. I'm saying. And then you're trying, and it's all hot and sweaty, and you're trying to get it up, and it doesn't get up, and you're. 15, 16, you know something's wrong, and she's like. <laughs> so it's it like, goes from yeah. being like, you can't control how to get up, and then like when you're older, you can control. No, yeah, I'm telling you, I, I rather not control. I rather I have no, an erection like, like randomly in church choir or whatever than not have be able to ever have it. Like that is a nightmare. Well, that's when you get a penis pump like in dodgeball. Yeah, but who's going to just start pumping, like, when you're about, oh, hold on, babe, like, let me pump, 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 pump. If that's the only way you can do it. Well, this went off track pretty quick. <laughs> He's living in an apartment by himself. His mom's fronting the whole bill. His parents, The whole bill? The whole bill. He, I, mean, I mean, in 1978, it must have been, what, $200 a month? How are you going to keep a job when you're grinding up rabbits and cats? And, and to keep in mind, this guy stopped showering. Up. And when he reeks of blood, yes. And during the murders, he wouldn't shower and he would walk around town with blood all over him. Oh my goodness, (laughs) like the victim's blood. Wait, can you go back to his picture? Like, he doesn't like his photo, he's too squeaky clean in that photo, but it's also from high school. Here, let me, yeah, but that was also when he couldn't get it up. Oh, he doesn't look the same there or there. Whoa, whoa, quite the decline. Yeah, so he gets pretty bad. So he stopped. He stopped taking care of his body. Stopped showering. Stopped eating. Now he would rely on nothing but organs and blood Ew. for his sustenance. Right? He's a vampire. I mean, what else? Right? After all his ER visits, and of course he would grind up small animals with Coca Cola because the ER. I mean, the fucking doctors, man. You go to school for seven years and you can't even like. Help me because someone stole my pulmonary artery. Like, fuck you, right? I'm a dick. These doctors suck, man. So, anyway, he's living by himself. Now, his dad walks in to his apartment. The door is unlocked and he sees his son sitting there wearing his boxers and he looks like he's dead. He rushes him to the ER. Richard Chase is diagnosed in the emergency room. With septicemia. Does anybody know what that is? Um, sepsis. sepsis. So, like, he had poop. 
he was constipated or it was like all the way up his colon or something. Well, no, it's septicemia is blood poisoning. Oh. Now, oh, here's what he told that the That was wrong. That never happened. So he, the doctor's like, what the hell happened? Because Richard he like Chase, didn't have surgery or anything like that? Richard like, Chase Well, would, because he was drinking the blood, he was drinking the different types of blood that had the different antibodies that he was not... Yeah, no, yeah, but, but I'm saying like, that's time, probably uncommon for someone who hadn't just had surgery. Now, at that, the right? time, Richard... Now, his parents didn't know he was doing this, but he would ride his bicycle, bicycle to the local bunny farm. Bicycle. And he would buy these bunnies. And, you know, he would grind them up and stuff. But eventually that stopped working because his stomach was still upside down, mm. of course. I want to ride so my bicycle. what he did is he got a syringe and he just injected the rabbit blood right into his veins. <laughs> right? What? <laughs> yeah, that's the quickest way to get it in there. <laughs> what an idiot. So he tells the doctor, well... Can you I imagine? Was, it's, not even, it's not even like you're... Not even, like, heroin or anything. It's, like, fucking rabbit blood. Yeah, rabbit blood. It's like, uh, what's his name? He uh, should have just injected a shrimp into his death. No, that guy, uh, Charlie Sheen, like, drinking lion's blood. Or what? what? It? Yeah, um, If lion. he wanted to get a heart on, he should have injected it what into his Charlie penis. Sheen? Yeah, honestly. Yeah, lion. like, it's not doing anything in, by putting it in your arm or whatever. But he's not injecting put it, it for Put it in your erection. wiener. Yeah, but he's not doing it for... He's Is doing he? it because he's got all these other problems. Well... Okay, well. so anyway... He tells the doctor he was eating the rabbits, and one of the rabbits got into some battery acid. So the rabbit ate the battery acid, and he ate the rabbit, and then the battery acid went into him. Like, it was a complete lie. The doctor knew it. He was like, okay, are you... Well, yeah, because that's not how it works, bro. Yeah, he's like, are you injecting rabbit blood into... <laughs> it's like, can you imagine the doctor like being like, what the fuck? So That's he, a case he had never heard before. He immediately ordered a psyche valve, mandatory, and just as he suspected, Richard Chase was suffering from intense schizophrenia as well as delusions... That's what I said. And all right, so he exhibited evidence of neuroses, mm -hmm. pyromania, mm -hmm. and zoo sadism. Zoo sadism is the destruction of animals when you, yeah. when you kill, when you harm animals. But the doctor, convinced that he suffered from paranoid schizophrenia, transferred him to a psychiatric unit at the American River Hospital. Hmm. There, the team there agreed that he had somatic delusions claiming that his body was falling apart and that his circulatory system was not functioning. Somatic delusions, that means like something to do with the body, like bodily. Yeah. Yeah. So this guy was fucked in the head, right? I mean, this guy was like, he was mentally ill. Yeah. Like he was... No. Understatement of the year. I mean, understatement, yeah. He's he, drinking I mean, fucking blood. So anyway, his schizophrenia... It caused distorted thoughts, hallucinations, and feelings of fright and paranoia. I mean, he had uh, he had it at the 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 utmost level. Like he was not well mm -hmm. at all. And you'll see, like, and it's kind of sad. Yeah, it's kind of sad when, you, like, you like when you hear about this. You just want someone to be able to get help. You know what I mean? And you mm -hmm. think when you like this is this is before he started killing, correct? That he was diagnosed with this. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, it's disturbing that he started killing animals and drinking their blood. That's like like 
like I said, understated. But, like, you want that person to get help, and then they, like, they're so mentally ill that they, they resort to killing. It's, like, it's sad. You want them to get help, but at the same time, it's very disturbing. And it's, like... That's why I was I was looking at this case where these kids were trying to be vampires. And it's like, oh, worship Satan. And I was like, man, whatever. And then I came across this guy that, I mean, literally, he didn't do it because he thought it was cool. He drank the blood because if he didn't, he literally thought he was going to wither away. Like, he needed it. You know what I'm saying? He was so delusional that he needed this. And that's what's so interesting he, about he this. He thought he did. Now, keep in mind, this was during the same time period as two of the most well-known serial killers. Manson. No, well, yeah, but Manson technically never killed anyone. No, but he, um, well, the Manson Ted, family. Ted Bundy. Bundy. Ted Bundy and John Wayne Gacy, mm-hmm. both in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Now, them two and Richard Chase, why do you think Richard Chase, no one, I mean, you guys never heard of Richard Chase. Right. Why is that? I don't know. Because they because the other two are more prolific and because they were actually they were more sociopaths and psychopaths when he actually believed that this is something that he yeah. needed. And yeah, that's exactly right. And also I think it just the the media almost didn't want to touch this. Like they kind of um celebrified or you know whatever, made celebrities of Ted Bundy and stuff. You know How many they, people did Chase Kell total? I'll get to that. But, like, it's like they didn't want to touch it because he was so sick, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he was just sick. So, anyway. um, And it's and like I said, it's like you feel for the families of the victims. And, like, it's ultimately, like, it's it's tragic that the people died. But when someone is mentally ill, not making an excuse for the acts, but it's it's, like, different than if someone set out to kill because that's what they want. Like, they wanted to kill because that's, you know. I just want to do this when it's someone who yeah. thinks it's like who doesn't understand the difference. Yeah, it, it's not making it any less wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just it's just a different scenario, and especially when they they feel like if they don't get the blood, then they're they're gonna wither and die. Like that is so just. It is. I mean, so and, and when, like logically, it's like okay, well, you need blood, but like you don't need to kill people for it. Well, like, he would, yeah. But like, I mean, if you're schizophrenia, like, uh. So anyway, um, plus you don't know what type of hallucinations he was experiencing, like what the voices that he was hearing were telling him, or if he was seeing things. Like when you have those types of auditory and visual hallucinations, it's. Um, I mean, I can't speak from experience, but it's terrifying. You know what I mean? Like, someone's telling you to, like, kill this person because whatever, and you're, like, hearing it, and it's your own voice, and it's 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 ter- it must be terrifying. That's the only thing I can think about. Like, if I started hearing voices, I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? I wouldn't think it was cool. I wouldn't think it was... And that's almost going back to the LSD comments of before. Like, I wonder what it's like to trip. It's like, no, I don't. Like, I don't need to be hallucinating and, like, hearing and seeing shit. Like, I don't... I feel like I would be like petrified, you know. Yeah, I've hallucinated before. It's not fun. I mean, and this guy. All right. So, anyway, the doctor. They obviously he ended up in a, a mental institution. Now, this is before he killed anyone, right? So, what the hell happens? So he enters the American River Hospital in Sacramento. Now, that was December first, nineteen seventy-three. 
That's very soon before all these murders start happening. Now, if you're a patient at a mental hospital and every other patient has these crazy issues, but they're all collectively scared as shit of you, they were scared shitless of this guy. Hmm. He quickly got the name Dracula at this mental institution, Hmm. partly from staff, partly from other patients. The staff, right outside Chase's window, they started noticing, well, they they noticed a mound of dirt, pigeon carcasses. Oh, no. Some of them didn't even have heads. They were all drained of blood. He would just catch these pigeons, these little birds, bite their head off, suck their blood out, (laughs) chunk them out the window, and they'd fall in this little mountain, this little mound. They noticed that. They also noticed other things. He would spread his own feces on his bedroom wall right there in the mental hospital. He spread it on his face. You know, now they put him under medication. And I want to say that eventually, that eventually worked. The psych, psychiatric psychosis medication that he was on eventually cured him. But before that, the last straw before they upped the doses of those medications was he had a, they walked in, he had a stolen syringe and there was a therapy dog that he got some blood out of. It didn't kill the dog, I don't think. But he was injecting that dog's blood into his veins. And that was the last straw. They put him on all this psychosis medication, and it worked. It started working. It worked so well within the few months that he was discharged and was able to enter society again. Now, he was involuntarily put into this institution. So when they say, okay, you're good enough, you're well enough to re-enter into the world. So that's it, right? The story's over. He's good. He just keeps on his pills. Wrong. He moves back in with his mom. And his mom, Beatrice, is like, I don't like these pills you're taking. Mm -hmm. I don't like these pills. I don't know what you're taking. But you're not yourself. This isn't you. This isn't who you are. You're taking all these pills. We're going to get you off them damn pills. She started weaning them off. (laughs) Which is probably the stupidest thing you could do. They should throw her mom in prison. That's what they should do. Mm -hmm. I mean, the mom's probably dead now, but they should throw her ass in the slammer. So he was released in September. So December to September. Shortly after... He went on a little hiatus to kind of find himself. Now, they found him, police officers. They find his pickup truck. He drives down to Nevada. He's going to find himself. He's cured from this mental illness for a little bit. Mm -hmm. He's trying to find himself. The last thing he remembers probably is the police officers in Nevada. They found his truck splattered completely inside with blood. They find him, they look over on this little rock mound, and he's sitting there naked, butt naked, just kind of like shifting through rocks. They apprehend him. He, I mean, he's, he's so out of his mind, and, and they think he's killed like an entire family. Turns out it was 
cow blood. He had ripped an organs out of a cow and ate the organs. You know. Oh my god. Oof. So now he's in prison, but he got released because I mean, it's, I mean, what kind of crime? I mean, who, number one, who? What law is there that says you can't rip a cow's organs out and eat them? That's true. I mean, like we use them as in like as livestock. Yeah. But like his vic- his like victims, if you will, are getting bigger. They're going from bunnies to like mm. pigeons, which are still a small animal. But like now he's killing cows. Yeah. So cash cow. So what time frame are we in now? Like what years? All right. So this is like 1976. Now, now he's off his medication for good. Now, the first murder happens. We're good. It wasn't even, they didn't even know the first murder was a Trenton Chase, uh, Richard Trenton Chase murder until he confessed to it. It was a random drive-by shooting. Now, he was just trying to get his feet wet. He never took a human life before. So he just drove by into the Sacramento neighborhood and shot a couple shots off and killed this old man. Unfortunate. But that that got his feet wet. Now I'm going to tell you the rest of the Richard Trenton Chase story. A few days after that is when that murder, which is very minimal, he just kept driving, right? The the old man's wife thought he had a heart attack. He's like, oh my God, I've been shot. And she didn't believe him. She rushed him to the hospital. And of course, Richard Chase done drove off. This was random as shit. Now, during that time, he was also breaking into houses, stealing shit, trying to fund his... Injecting blood anywhere yeah, he could. Yeah, number one, all right, this guy didn't eat. And when, when he did these murders, he would visit the supermarket with the same... He would never change his clothes. The victim's blood would be all over his hands, his shirts, his face. He would still have feces on his face. He would have... He wouldn't wear shoes. I mean, he was out of his fucking mind, right? And no one, like, <laughs> called to report this, like, individual? They, well, eventually, yeah. But, um, I mean, the murders really haven't started yet. Then the Right, but the even tracer, if the murders haven't started yet, like, and they see a man walking around with blood and feces all over himself, I would probably call the police. If not to report a crime, like, obviously you don't know a crime occurred, but to, like, say, hey, this guy needs help. Like, can you please come get him? Yeah. I guess the mindset was different back then. Yeah. That was December 29th when that old man, Ambrose Griffin, died. He was 59 years old, government worker. That was December 29th, and that was uh, 1977. So now we go to Teresa Whalen, which I've already talked about. Teresa, not Danielle. January 21st. So you're talking about, what, a month? Little less than, ha- uh, little less than a month? So he goes from that drive-by shooting, which literally, I mean, honestly, I got the feeling that the cops just wanted that murder to be solved. So they mm. kind of not pinned it on him, but I mean, it's so different from, he goes from a drive-by shooting to cutting off a woman's nipple and then getting the blood and pouring it into a yogurt yeah. cup. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway, so that was literally his first victim, Teresa Wayland, his first this is who I am. Just fuck, right? I mean, just yeah. I mean, you saw the picture. Mm. So the next, the next murder happened a few days later, and this, thank God, was his last. But his last takes 
down four people at once. Whoa. That saying killed four birds with one stone. <laughs> That's a saying, huh? I thought it was two birds. <laughs> it is, but... Two birds with one stone. All right. All right, so Evelyn Miroth, her name is M-I-R-O-T-H. Now, I'm putting all the pictures on TalkingMurder.com, so be sure to go there. Now, this was January 27th, 1978. Richard Trenton Chase is completely off his medication. Thanks a lot, Mom. And he is not well, and you're about to see why. So, I'm going to tell you what goes down. Evelyn Miroth... And her six-year-old son, Jason. They're in a home. Now, there's two other people. Mm-mm. There's Dan, one of her friends and neighbors that was there to help her watch the children. There was also a nephew. So her six-year-old son, Jason, and her mom, Evelyn. Dan Meredith, which was the neighbor and friend to stop over to make sure. And a 22-month-old nephew. David, four people in this house. Let me talk real quick about how Trenton Chase chooses his victims. Because you're probably like, how? I mean, how's this this guy? Number one, he doesn't plan. You talk about a disorganized serial killer. This isn't even begin. To, I mean, this this is so random. When the detectives finally ask him, "How do you choose your victims?" He says, "Well, I go just walk down the street and check every." doorknob and if it's unlocked then there's my victim aka we lock our doors and close the garage friends of talk murder to me talk murder lock your doors lock your doors close your windows because you don't want no richard trenton chase coming in sucking your blood Mm -hmm. especially if you hear this last murder these four people two kids six-year-old and 22 month old baby And how does he choose it? He just walks in there. So, number one, he's a vampire. So the cop asked him, or the detective, when he asked him, he's like, well, what if the, what if the door's locked? You, you just don't break in? And he's like, no, I just go to the, you know, the next house. Right? I mean, he has it's no strategy. It's that simple. <laughs> no, literally, like, no strategy. It's that simple. Just go yeah, the door that's unlocked. It's the door that's unlocked. That's why when I told you about Teresa Whalen, they they were like, uh, who is that random person walking across that mm-hmm. my neighbor's yard? Mm-hmm. He was literally checking doors. And what door was unlocked? Teresa Whalen's mm-hmm. door, right? I mean, uh, is that's as simple as that. I have a question. Yeah. Did he, like, I know that some, some people that consider themselves to be vampires, they'll, like, sharpen their two canine teeth to make fangs. Did he have fangs? No, he didn't. He just he, drank blood. He didn't blood. want to be called a vampire. He had a bloodlust because he if thought he it would help him. He would die. Yeah. In his mind. So the, when the cop asked him, when the detective asked him, well, what happens if the door is not locked? Trenton, Ch- Richard Trenton Chase responded, oh, quote, oh, if the door is locked, that means you're not welcome. That's what he said. Kind of like True Blood, if you think oh, about yeah, it. Oh, yeah, like you can't yeah. enter the house without an invitation. Yeah, so kind of like True Blood. Anyway, all right. Here's how it goes down. Let me get through it real quick, because this is fucking brutal really shit. We watched, like, three episodes of that together. Oh, it's such a good show. I really... Someday we'll have time. Yeah. When we can all quit our jobs and do this full time and Maybe leisurely over this... watch True Blood. Yeah. Evelyn 
she's been watching these kids. I mean, she loves these kids, but damn, man, a six-year-old and 22-month-year-old, the baby's always crying. Luckily, Dan came over. She's like, man, I got to take a warm bath. She strips down. She gets in that bath water. Mm, Man, that feels good. She had no idea what was about to go on. Trenton, Richard Trenton Chase goes up to the door like he always does, and he changes that handle, right? It's unlocked. He walks right in there. Now, Dan, Dan Meredith, the guy that was helping Teresa, he's like, go in and take a bath. Go, you just relax. You've been putting up with these kids. Wait. This kid's been pooping and crying. What? The other victim's name was Teresa as well? No, no. Evelyn... Evelyn. ...was in the bath, and then her neighbor and friend, Dan Meredith... Right, you said Teresa. That's why I got oh, confused. Well, Dan okay. Meredith stopped over to make sure that she was okay. That Evelyn was okay, not Teresa. Yeah, so, Evelyn, go ahead and take a bath. You've been... These kids have been pooping on your hands. Get all that stuff off, you know. He's in with the kids. Now, he walks into the hallway. He turns around and he sees richard chase right there Hmm. and before he has any time to do anything at all to yell help or ah or even scream or anything he's shot right in the forehead Mm. richard chase is a good shot by the way i mean he's pretty close to him probably like five feet away but he shoots him right in the head boom you're dead just like that he's dead he falls to the ground now the children Jason, the six-year-old, hears the noise. Now, Evelyn didn't hear it. Jason's, like, running. She, he runs to the bedroom. And I imagine he's probably, like, trying to crawl under the bed, like, scared as shit. Richard Chase chases after him. And on the way there, he sees a 22-month-year-old in that crib. He just shoots him right in the head. Boom. Baby's dead. Just like that. He runs into the bedroom, puts two shots into Jason, the six-year-old kid. Boom, boom. Now he's got one shot left. He busts down the door of the bathroom. Evelyn's like naked in the bathtub. Ah! One shot right in the forehead. All four of them dead within like a minute, literally. Like a rampage. The hurricane just went through there and killed everyone. So uh, four here, so is this six total? Yeah, he's only killed six. Dang, I said nine. Mm-hmm. I said three. Well, we were. What do you mean? Halfway. What do you mean? Dang! You said nine. Like you wish he would have killed three more. It's all about winning. It's about winning. Have you not figured this out? We do contests for everything. <laughs> Dang it, Richard! You Damn! Three more, man. Although I do have to say, I do wish I bet about whether or not. I can't speak about this, but we can talk about all it later. Right. Evelyn's dead. You you now wish that you said he was a vampire. No, this has nothing to do with the podcast, oh. which is why I will talk about it later. There's a picture of the bloody bathwater. Ew! So go to to see bloody bathwater. It's literally like, just a bathwater full of blood. Yeah, like you, like <laughs> oh even I, it's black and it's black and white, but you we know that's yeah, blood. Yeah, so it's definitely blood. Um, that blood's yeah. really thick. That looks yeah. like the shit we were drinking, honestly. Yeah, um, that, like, that's a really appropriate drink that you picked, John. Like, <laughs> yeah. what? I, although I yeah. really wish we were drinking Bloody Marys. Yeah. I love Bloody yeah. Marys. But the blood and guts. The more horseradish, up. the better. Yeah. Oh, I've mm. never had it with horseradish. And we do have the pickled <sighs> vodka. No, that my one place that puts the bacon in the like Bloody Mary is so good. Pages? Yeah, put the piece of bacon in there. Wow what I would have done. Guys, if you don't live in Charleston, then you fucking suck. There's another life. place that does um the bacon um, Bloody Mary's Eli's Table downtown. Ooh, I haven't gone there yet. 
was lost in All right, so Evelyn. We listened to the bloodbath. Evelyn's dead in the bloodbath. The bloody bath. Whoa, bloodbath. Yeah, bloodbath. Bloodbath. That's good. I didn't think of that. So that he, could have been the clue. He drags Evelyn out of the. I oh know. He drags uh, Evelyn out of the bloodbath. Trying to think of the title. He drags Evelyn's. I mean, everyone's dead. So her dead corpse out of the bloodbath. Drags her just like Teresa Whalen. Drags her right up on the bed. Now, because he hasn't started yet. Yeah, he's murdered four people in a, like a minute, but he hasn't started. He's got his whole he, day ahead He's got to dismember them and stab them and have sex with them. I want to point out that the medical examiners, once they found the bodies, they notice an inordinate and unusual, quote, unusual amount of semen in the corpse corpse's rectum. Indicating that Richard Chase performed anal sex until ejaculations numerous times, probably about five, six times. Seven, so eight. he, so he was able to get it. He up He was then. able to get it up, but after the, it was a corpse, and in the rectum. Oh my god! Okay, now I'm no longer hungry. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> yeah, my butt hurts. Okay, so so now at first he drags the body on the oh. bed. He starts slicing the neck and he puts his mouth right like a vampire. He's living it. Puts his mouth right on the neck, trying to get all the blood that's pulled up right in the neck. God, I'm like so excited that I got this right. But God, it's so wrong. (laughs) So once he finished sodomizing that corpse, he takes a knife and he stabs it at least six times, probably more, in the anus. In right in the anus, and it he uh-uh. gets so deep that it penetrates uh-uh. the uterus wall. Uh uh-uh. uh 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 uh. So she's she's turned over on her back, and he's just like uh, right in there. Uh uh. I don't know why, but he just had sex with it. Maybe he was trying to cover it up, but he just stabbed it so many times that it penetrated her uterus in right in her anus. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I didn't do it. He did. <laughs> yeah, I'm just telling you about it. Wow, this guy is. Fucked yeah, up. Yeah, but that's the thing. He's, he's... That's the thing. He's fucked up. He's like, fucked up. He's not like... Richard Cottingham knew he was a fucking psychotic killer. This guy I doesn't think he was, know I think he's, he's even worse. on planet Earth, though. Yeah. That's what's scary about it. I mean, he had schizophrenia to a point that was alarming. He didn't know where he was. Literally. It's scary, man. Like, I'm not, like, minimizing his crimes, but... I mean, Jen, you know, like, he he wasn't in his mind like other serial killers were, you know? Like, they kind of, they were conscious. Yeah. This guy wasn't. He was something else. Like, I don't know. It, it's weird. All right, so next, he wasn't finished yet. After he did the multiple stabbings, he repeatedly started stabbing vital organs. Now, this caused the blood to pull up in the abdomen area. Hmm. So that, I guess, is a natural thing of the body. The uh-huh. the blood goes towards the core because it's like where all your organs are. Kind of fills up there. Now, once it was there, he gets a bucket that he finds around the house and he cuts open the abdomen, the stomach wall, and all the blood goes out into the bucket. I mean, this is a lot of blood. It literally filled up the bucket and he drank all of it right there. Okay. Oh, how does that not make you sick? Yeah, I'm about to throw up. Uh, literally about to throw up right now. Um, 
then after he completely voided her body of blood, I mean, there was nothing left. He takes the 22-month-year-old, no. which, thank Jesus Christ, was already dead. David was his name, took the his corpse into the bathroom, and he split the skull open. Basically, he slammed the skull in the bathtub so hard that it came open, and then he started eating the brain matter oh, inside the skull. Oh, my God. This was a Halloween Fuck. episode. <laughs> You also told us that this would be the funniest episode. No, I did not say funniest. I said funnest. Oh, I don't know if this is fun. I kind of get it out, man. I'm not going to be like child's head on a sink is not fun. Censor it because, like, what happened? Man, like, is what happened? Like, I don't know how to say it. No, it's it's not not like we wanted this happen. It fucking happened. Whoa! I mean, I can't believe we've never heard this. This is one of the most studied serial killers. In psychology, you may have never heard of him because he wasn't, you know, John Wayne Gacy had John Wayne Gacy had 33 teenage boys stuffed under his garage in the dirt. Mm -hmm. Ted Bundy had what, like 40 teenage girls or whatever, like killed like those are like prolific. That's what and like. This guy, the, the, the serial killer next door, yeah. this guy was just delusional. Yeah. Like, well, he fucking... could have been prolific. I mean, what? Oh, yeah. Caught? Yeah. How oh, did yeah. he get caught? And I do want to point out that when they did raid his home, there was a calendar and there were six markings. Well, there was three markings that said today. That's all it said was today. But there were 44 other dates in the future that also had the word today. Whoa. On. So, you, I mean, he would have kept going. Oh, yeah. I That's mean, because weird. this guy needed to feed. Yeah. I mean, he did this to For live. Food. Yeah, right, it was anyway. his lifeblood. Well, let me finish this up. I'm almost done. He was eating the brain matter of the baby, and he had a knock on the door. Oh, I shouldn't beat on my computer like that. Where my bong goes? No, it's fine. Don't worry about it. A knock on the door. There was a six-year-old girl at the front door. Oh, no, no. Now, she was scheduled to have a play date. With Jason, the six-year-old. No, I, I told you there were six victims in total. We've already killed six. Oh, yeah. This girl, thank God, scared Chase away by knocking. Now, he comes out of his vampire world. Yeah. And he's like, ah, shit, they're on to me or something, right? He runs and he steals Dan's car. Dan Meredith, the guy that was helping her, steals his car. He's got the 22-year-old corpse with him. So he's not finished with that. And he flee he flees back to his apartment. I do want to say the the girl alerted the neighbors. Detectives quickly came, and they assumed the twenty two year old month twenty two month old baby was still alive the whole time. So they were this was high profile. This was like we got to. I mean, this twenty two month year old is alive. We got to capture him. Of course, he was dead from the first minute, right? He takes the baby to his own apartment and all right, whatever. I, I'm just going to say it so I can get it out the way. Um, he, he cuts off the baby's penis. He uses the penis as a straw to suck the remaining blood from the body. Once the body was completely void of the blood, he sliced open the corpse and consumed several of the organs and for the rest of the organs in the baby's Ooh. body, he made a smoothie out of it. Oh my god! What the fuck? 
This is the most fucked up episode officially. <laughs> this know, is not I, fun. If, this is not fun. If I wasn't confident before, I'm confident now. This is the most fucked up this episode. Is, we've yes, ever absolutely. Been. This is absolutely more fucked up than any other episode. You think so? Yes. yes. I'm that actually that could, that's that solidified it right there. I'm actually impressed with myself that I have not left the room yet. Yeah, good for you, Jen. Progress, desensitization. This, this is the blender where the baby's body. <gasps> oh my god, in. no, 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 no. That's the actual blender. Shut the front door from his apartment where the baby's body was grinded up in. Oh my god, I'm gonna throw Turn up. Move it, move it. I'm gonna throw move up. It. Please, please, no, move, move no more. It. At this point, we are not getting food later. <laughs> no. Like I'm literally gonna throw up. I feel it in my body. <laughs> All right, so. And not because I'm have this thing, because this is gross. Detectives find the baby's body in a cardboard box and uh, like in a alleyway of a nearby oh. church Gosh. shortly after. So they, I mean, they knew he was dead. Now, how? So how does this guy get caught? So yeah, how he would go to the supermarket a lot, and he saw a classmate there from his high school, and this classmate. Her boyfriend had died on a motorcycle accident. It's some random shit, right? And think about Richard Chase, the vampire Sacramento, going up with all rabbit blood and victim blood on him. Victim blood, everything. He hasn't showered in months. He looks like a fucking mess. Oh my God. I can't even imagine how bad he smells. He doesn't eat. He doesn't shower. The only thing he eats is organs and blood. He goes up to this random girl at the supermarket, and he's like, hey... And and she couldn't even make out what he was saying. He was saying just the craziest shit, like a delusional method. Come and talk to you. He was trying to ask her if she was on the bike because she he remembered her from high school. She was so terrified by this incident. She finally remembers him from high school. She runs out of the supermarket and he follows her. She gets in her car, locks her door, and then speeds off. Now. That memory haunted her. And that week after these murders happened with Teresa Wayland, after that profile sketch of him came out, because the profile sketch was a behavioral profile sketch done by FBI, mm-hmm. the um, Richard Resler, the guy that invented behavioral profiling and basically... Have you seen oh, that? that Netflix show. Yeah. Uh, so basically they... He's he they drew up this image of what this guy would look like based on his murders, and it was spot on. Wow. And um it was so good, in fact, because he was like, This guy probably never showers, he probably doesn't eat, he's probably very skinny. Uh, let me show you a picture. Um that's, if I can find it. That's so cool. I don't it remember was, the name of that yeah. show, but it was good. And I don't know if they're doing a second season or not. Yeah, it was so accurate that the woman at the supermarket that went to class with her immediately was like i you know and called it in the cops they they had their man they went to the apartment now the whole time they're like this guy's got this 22 month year old baby captive oh because they didn't know yeah they didn't know they go to his apartment and he richard chase all his neighbors say he doesn't come out at all he's a recluse he doesn't we never see him there was a vacant apartment next door the fbi went in there and the detectives, police, they go in there and they listen through the walls. They can hear movements. So they sat outside for because they didn't have a search warrant, unfortunately. But they really didn't want to break the door down. He eventually came out with a box of bloody rags 
and everything. So they run up to him and he tries to pull out his pistol, but they struggle him to the ground. No shots were fired. They apprehend him. And, you know, that's when they got him. And, and the blender I showed you in his apartment, he's only been living there for seven months. This new apartment, small apartment, the couch, the bed, the walls, everything was blood everywhere. I mean, everywhere. I mean, there were bones, there were dead animals. I mean, it was it was awful. Just a complete bloody nightmare. You know, plus like the babies in the blender. And so it was just awful. So they, they apprehend him and he, he obviously gets tried for six counts of murder. Now the jury mutilating a corpse. Like, yeah. Be so the, obviously the defense was like, okay, this guy is like a lunatic, right? Insanity plea. And they played that up, but they, they still were like, you know, this guy, he deserves to die, which, you know, I mean, that situation. Yeah. You just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Fuck you. Goodbye. Yeah. So anyway, he was on death row in the San Quentin prison and 1980 on the 26th of December. Now, months before all the prison inmates were telling, they were scared of him. These are like big guys, murderers. And they were scared of him. Just like the inmates in the, uh, are the well, patients yeah, he in the mental hospital. killed them and drank their blood just because so, he hadn't had it in so long. The, yeah, all he needs yeah. to do is get a shiv. The inmates were like, he doesn't even need to kill him. The inmates were pleading for him to kill himself because they were so scared of him. 26th of December, 1980, um, the guard walks in and then he sees him lying on his back and then he goes and then a couple hours later he comes back and Richard Trenton Chase is lying there halfway off the mattress dead. He had he had snuck some antidepressants in and overdosed on the antidepressants. So he didn't actually get to go to. The execution chamber. He got scheduled to be put in the gas chamber, which I don't think they still use anymore. That's fucking crazy. A gas chamber. But anyway, he was scheduled for that, but he overdosed on antidepressants and he's dead. Now, he's one of the most studied serial killers in psychology, but that's in psychology. Mm -hmm. And he's not really well known anywhere else. And it's so crazy because he's just, you know. Anyway, that's my Richard Chase story. Mm. Well, I've got to hand it to you, John, on this Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. You Spooky. have created the most fucked up of episodes yes. for us. Thank this you very much. This was terrifying. This is, uh, this is, uh, oh, that is spot on. Yeah, it's spot on. The... Wait, can you grab his other picture, too? Like, well, this real? is, yeah. So, Whoa. Yeah, so. Whoa. I mean, now, this was uh, Richard Ressler. If you don't know who that is, you know, he's dead now, but he was a, one of the greatest FBI uh profilers wow. in history and he actually kind of came up he came up with the term serial killer yeah um the british were using it i saw one of his interviews the british said were using the word routine killer uh-huh. and he came up with serial killer which was basically if you kill three or more people uh-huh. in a certain time period he's, now it's two or more he's the one um that he uh who was that that one killer that he was oh, he yeah, would have really yeah he is creepy looking that picture is so... I mean, his, his mental illness, obviously. I mean, he's delusional, out of his mind. Wait, but... scroll down. James Franco could play him in a film. 
There is or a couple. Dave Franco, one of the there is Franco a couple brothers. films I believe that are made after or him. Dave Franco. Um, the movie Unspeakable, which came out in 1992, was based on Chase's life. I've never saw that. Well, they'd have to lose weight, but so he was found guilty of all six counts of murders. He was sentenced to death. The trial lasted for four months. They deliberated for four hours. He probably didn't even know he was on planet Earth during the trial. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, this is a it's a gruesome. It, it is. It's but. gruesome, but it's not like it's it's not the same as if you were to tell me the story about like um like Ted Bundy like stalking and killing girls. You know what I mean? Like like it it is it's disturbing and it's gruesome, but he was suffering from mental illness. I, it's a difference between someone that's like who is not and is just like oh yeah, I'm just gonna go out and stalk and kill and rape the well i think everyone who does that has some sort of mental yeah which is what i was just about to say but it's like they know the difference between like this is wrong and i'm gonna do it anyway between like well he's a that means he's a psychopath not a sociopath because he doesn't know what he's doing right exactly yeah that's what i'm saying it's like it's different um so i'm I'm also putting this uh link to a psychology um review it's really good the Journal of Psychology, 2015. Oh, that's a recent article. Yeah, it's it's called The Dracula Killer, huh. a psychobiographical illustration. So basically, psychobiographics is kind of a newer study where they they take as much information about a serial killer as possible, or anyone possible, and they try to make a model around It's like it. a case study. Yeah, it's a, yeah, exactly. It's a case study. So it's very interesting, and they have... And stuff that I don't even know, the uh, Shihirara model, I don't know. Jen, you probably know this stuff. But uh, one thing that I did read that was really interesting was the stuff, like, it was talking about the dehumanization, Mm -hmm. the sadistical fantasies, Mm -hmm. and the ritual... Ritualized performance and or also, impotence for this guy. <laughs> yeah, the symbiotic merger too was very. Um, so the symbiotic merger refers to a delusive endeavor in which the serial murderer engages to achieve a fusion or symbiotic unity with his victim. Mm-hmm. So acts that in- indicate a symbiotic merger. Basically, he wants the victim to be part of him, mm-hmm. include the ingestion of blood, organs, and other parts of their victims, as well as sexual intrusions such as intercourse and sodomy, a.k.a. stabbing the anus so many times with a fucking knife, right? It's just really interesting. If you guys want to read that study, I'll put a link to it. But anyway, that's my Richard Trenton Chase story. Yeah. The Vampire Sacramento, also known as the Killer Dracula. Well... Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of Talk Murder to Me. On this Halloween special edition, I appreciate you for voting my pumpkin the best out of the Talk Murder to Me gang. We'll have a rematch next year. Um, Until next time. Stay spooky. I feel bad already that I was high-fiving about her death. Yeah. I'm going to loop that. You, you take a freaking clothesline and you beat the okay, shit out no, of that little snot. Nope. Nope. No? That's not what we were going All right. Also, I really... Seems like I'm drinking, like, blood clots right now, so that's nice. I like drinking the Jello. I want more Jello. All right, well, let's, let, let me just get on through his life real quick. Well, unless you guys want to make her drink. No, but I just want to drink the Jello.
What, well, do that we have jello? Yeah, I have extra jello. You want some? No, gin is going to have alcohol in it. David, <laughs> are you thinking of my no, cheesecake David, factory David, story? David comes home. It's the worst David, day of my life. David, just go. No, just not, fucking go. No, I'm not. No, hey, be nice. <laughs> if you guys can't be nice together, then we're not going to record at all. He's letting you go. You do not say a word. Well, she's telling her story. You know, I mean, you guys saw a picture, a uh, before and after picture. I probably cut that. Anyway. <laughs> 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 before and after <laughs> no I think you need to leave that in now that was really funny <laughs> Patreon edition Mustankowitz and everyone made fun of her <laughs> and she was mean so stank so... cause she's stank yeah she was stank he had the shits out of his butthole Jen that sucks <laughs> When I get Jen's mad, like, I can relate. <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> Jen. Because you can get it up if you see your your 80-year-old grandma. Well, that's you can, weird. You can get it up if you see a... Uh, whatever. Two, if you two see, squirrels getting it on. If you see uh, uh, someone eating a hot dog. It's just like Christmas. Oh, I deserve so many presents. Because Tammy was a good boy this year. Now young Jeezy just goes by Jeezy. Because he's not young anymore? I don't know. Okay, so anyway. Um, I don't think I'm going to live that long. I've always had this vision that I'm going to die young. Well, You have a lot of very morbid thoughts. Can you at least get thoughts. a couple years in with yeah. this podcast? You think Jen? about your funeral. You think about people Jen. coming to your deathbed. Like, Jen. I think we need to think more happy thoughts in your life, Jen. Can you please, get really a couple, no can you please guarantee us a couple years of this podcast? Just so we can get fucking rich. And then you go along your merry way. I'm just kidding, Jen. I love you. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. My dad used to say that. Sure, yeah. It's from Geico. Yeah, whenever I would ask my dad for life advice, he'd sit me down and say, Son, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. And look at me now, a well-adjusted adult with a drawer full of plastic bags I'll never use. (laughs) Okay, I'm confused. Was your dad a licensed GEICO agent? Nah, he was just a real good dad. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Better Banking is opening your new first Commonwealth Bank personal checking account with our online account recommendation tool and being entered to win wireless earbuds. First Commonwealth Bank. Member FDIC. Terms and conditions apply. Visit fcbanking.com for details.